Okay. So you want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Welcome um, to the Talking Blanket podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome. We are going to tell you about, a little bit about ourselves, and then we will tell you about the Talking Blanket and why we are all cuddling up underneath it right now, and about our friendship, and then do some other fun stuff. Yes. Um, Shayla, do you want to start with introductions? Sure. Okay. So... I am Shayla. Um, I live in Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm a therapist in a community mental health center. Um, this is my, I'm, I'm just finishing up about a year and a half of working as a therapist, and I'll have my, first, my full licensure, meaning I can like work on my own without supervision and be a full therapist uh, <laughs> right around like May of 2021. Super exciting. Um, Worked really hard to get there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm married to a wonderful man, Justin, and we've been married almost five years. Can you believe it? No, I cannot, honestly. (laughs) Five years in December, which, Yeah. yeah, it blows my mind. Like this, this October 24th will be six years since we got engaged. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have two cats, Savannah and Artemis, and we've had them for about two years as well, um, which is how long we've been living in Maryland. Um, I consider myself a minimalist. I enjoy learning and researching all of the minimalist things. Um, I've really dived into the cozy minimalist side of things lately, Learning about Huga, the little book of Huga, for all of you Danish lovers out there. Um, and I guess we could go into like a little bit moving around and stuff. I was born in Iowa um, until I was about five. And then we moved to Norfolk, Nebraska until I was 12. After that, we moved to like Omaha, Nebraska. And when I was 16, we moved to Florida, and then I went to school in Tennessee. And then we moved here in 2018 to Baltimore. So I've been around, but never out to the West Coast, which makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice out here. Yeah. Um, Favorite things right now, I spend most of my time... (laughs) working um but also (laughs) watching er i've been really into er lately i have always always wanted to watch it all the way through for years and then finally got someone's hulu login so i can watch it all the way through (laughs) because my parents watched it live when i was growing up um came out the year i was born fun fact so did friends um taking walks. I love walking in the fall weather and fall decor has been giving me life lately. I actually just bought, um, fall pillowcases for my like couch and it looks so good because our couches are brown and it's like off white and like orange and red leaves on the pillowcases. And it just, it makes my heart really happy. Oh, and I just ordered a fall wreath yesterday yes girl which i have been wanting since labor day so very happy about that (laughs) (laughs) nice good yeah um 
I am Alexis and I am currently an organic farmer in a very tiny mountain town in Colorado um, called Gunnison. I was an event planner before this, um, but I've kind of been in local food uh, since I was in college, running farmers markets, and then uh, being an event planner for a local food nonprofit in Gunnison. And then I started working for a farm and as things go, ended up um, meeting and working for the person I am <laughs> dating now. And so we uh, have been running the farm together for two years. And it's um, definitely an adventure. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, you know what I just realized? Ahead. Yeah. You guys could be like the theme of FarmersOnly.com, but like in real <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, actually, great story. The other coworker that I have, Christian, he went on farmersonly.com <laughs> and great. actually met and married someone this oh, year wow. from farmers only. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> we have two farmers only success stories. <laughs> going on. <laughs> um, I also moved around a lot. Like Shayla, I live, I was born in Illinois, but I was born on an air force base, which I think is very um, telling of the rest of my life. <laughs> and what I will think is going to happen for the rest of my life is probably moving around. Um, and then I lived in North Carolina, Maryland, uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Colorado. Um, I think that's it. And I'm a vegetarian. That's probably one of my biggest things, I guess, that I am proud of and very passionate about. How long Anyone have that, you been a vegetarian? Uh, six years. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Pretty wild. Um, I do, I do eat elk though. I eat, well, I, I, I need to caveat that too. Actually, <laughs> I eat ethically hunted wild game, really just elk from people that I know. <laughs> so it's very specific. Yes. So basically I eat like three pounds of meat a year, maybe. That's great. Um, I'm also a plant mom. I have about 60 house plants, um, and counting. I have a Akbash, which is like a great Pyrenees dog. She lives at the farm and protects the sheep that we have. Her name's oh. Angie. Um, and so she is an amazing, amazing dog. And my favorite things uh, right about now are sunrises and sunsets. Speaking of elk, I mm. was helping Matt, who is my partner, um, scout and hunt for elk this past two weeks. And so I saw a lot of sunrises. Um so that was really nice. Like that sounds coming amazing. over the mountain. Yeah. And as I'm sure all of you know, the West is on fire. Mm. <laughs> and Colorado actually just had it just passed to be the biggest wildfire in Colorado history. Wow. And it is still burning. Um, it's burned almost two hundred thousand acres at this point. So anyway, our sunsets and sunrises are pretty excellent because the smoke <laughs> makes things uh, <laughs> very hazy. <laughs> Yeah, hazy, and so it just kind of reflects the light. It's, like, the only good thing about it. It's not how a good thing, but... <laughs> how far is that from you guys, the fires? Uh, driving, about five hours. Okay. So, pretty far. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The smoke... Honestly, most of our smoke is from California. Wow. Which, the smoke from California reached Italy. It's the first time... What? We know of in history that it ever reached Europe. Wow. Yep. 
As you guys can yeah. tell, Alexis knows a lot about climate stuff and all of that. <laughs> yes. I, lo- I love that about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess that's my other passion is uh, the earth, and I'm pretty obsessed with it, which is actually why I'm a vegetarian, so it all goes back <laughs> to being a vegetarian. Um, and, of course, my house plants. I just rearranged them all um, for my birthday. I spent a whole day doing my house plants and all that, so that was fun. And I'm lounging in sweatpants and comfy socks, so I'm with you on the fall loungewear. Yes, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Cozy. Yes. <laughs> um, which, speaking of cozy, perfect caveat, right? Yeah. To the talking blanket and why we named our podcast that. I mean, we can talk first about like how we met and everything, but we are best friends since we were 11 years old and 13 years old. <laughs> Alexis was yes. 11, 11 when we met. I still remember the day. (laughs) And now I just turned 25. That's right. Half Mm -hmm. of my life, okay? More than half of yours, right? Yes. Yep. Dang. Definitely. Okay. Because half of my life was 22, so we passed that a couple years ago. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Dude, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Our, Our first, like, hanging out was your 12th birthday which I actually had to double check with Alexis because all this time I had been thinking it was her 11th but no it was her 12th birthday um horseback riding as any 12 year old girl would do (laughs) living in Nebraska it's yes the natural conclusion (laughs) (laughs) oh man and I'm always I'm always so afraid horseback riding I'll be honest just because I'm so short I'm like yeah. 5'1". So going on a horse, like, so far up in the air, it's just when you're afraid of heights, it's um, it's a little bit. It's Girl, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> we just got two horses at the farm, actually. And <gasps> really? Yes, we did. And they're not – we haven't, like, been able to ride them or anything yet, but we're getting closer. Ooh. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get on one of these things. They're so tall. <laughs> oh, like, but if I you do have this them. Kid? Right. <laughs> I know. If you have them, though, oh, you have to. Like, <laughs> you will eventually, I'm sure. I get to I'm know sure. them. Yeah. But I do, I will say, one of my favorite things, though, is miniature horses. I oh, yeah. love me a cute miniature horse. We actually, like, Justin and I's honeymoon was on a horse farm in South Carolina. <laughs> And they had a little mini horse, and we walked it on a leash, and it was... Yes, little Sebastian. Little Sebastian. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was the cutest thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, our talking blanket um, originated in Nebraska, right? Do we mm-hmm. even know how we got it? I don't, I don't remember. So, what I remember is it was one of your blankets. It's, mm-hmm. it's like this purple, very, very shag blanket yes. like it's funny because I actually was walking through Havre de Grace which is like a little downtown kind of northeast of here and like last summer and in the store window of this art studio was the talking blanket like on no one way. of the tables as decor yes yes it was huh. um but I mean obviously not the talking blanket but it was like a very shag very like comfy purple yeah. bright purple blanket right uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And then on the other side, we inscribed all of our 
inside jokes from <laughs> all, all the many inside jokes we had as junior hires. Yes. Um, they have mostly all washed off. You can see, like, the black Aww. Sharpie, but mm-hmm. you really can't. And, like, we didn't even wash it that much. But, True. you know, every now and then you got to wash it and the Sharpie. I mean, it's been over a decade, though. That's it, true. It lasted a long time. <laughs> because th- you would have done that. Gosh, when did you write it was before we moved, right? From yeah. Nebraska that you wrote yeah. all of that? Yeah. So that's yeah. over a decade. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um and then did you did you leave it with me when you went to Louisiana? Or did you give it to me when we were in Florida? I think I gave it to you when we were in Florida and okay. I guess we should definitely say that yeah, the talking blanket and its travels were, of course, inspired by the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Clearly. Which were <laughs> a huge thing for us at the time. I feel we like many things were inspired. Yes. Yes. <laughs> many things were inspired by Sisterhood. <laughs> Including my first girl crush. One of my first yes. girl crushes, I should oh, say. Yes. Blake Lively. <laughs> my <Yeah>. girl. <laughs> um yeah, and so, you know, we had the jeans that we also wrote inside jokes on. That was a theme for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we tried to do that, but it just didn't last. I mean, I still firmly believe that inside jokes are the essence of friendship. <laughs> like that. Really? Yes. Like, I, I truly <laughs> believe. I mean, okay. So, for example, I think it was your 12th birthday party also. Because that was... It was just the two of us, you know, we were just lonely little middle schoolers in Nebraska who had just transplanted there from other places. Um, And we went horseback riding, but then we went to Blockbuster, right? To get Emma. Oh my God. I'm not even remembering that. It might not have have even been the same night. I don't know for sure, but I do remember going to Blockbuster. This has come up many times because I don't know if you saw, but they made one of the like, primary blockbuster locations into an airbnb for nostalgia Uh Uh so anyway when i see that and it's and it's pull out couch like you had in your basement and i'm like dude because 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 the lady behind the counter at blockbuster sneezed you remember yes and (laughs) and it was like she like reared back for this huge sneeze and then it was a two and so that was that was like our first inside joke I remember the one where the guy, it's probably not, I mean, it's not funny now that we're older and have been in relationships, but, (laughs) (laughs) but at the time we thought it was funny and she was like, baby, no, I didn't mean it. (laughs) And we used to do that all the time after we overheard that and they were like fighting in the parking lot in their car, you know? Yes. Oh, no, man. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Funny when you're on the other side of it. Oops. Yeah, I'm like, girl, I've been there. Karma. <laughs> I did mean it, though. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so inside jokes, literally, I mean, I think at one time, we've written them everywhere. We wrote them on the talking yes. blanket. We wrote them on the jeans. We've written sadly, them in notebooks. Our Facebook walls. <laughs> sadly. Oh, man, those make for fun time hops. Yeah. 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 Ten years ago today, and you're like, I put that on my wall? Oh, my God. (laughs) So many things that we didn't know. And this is the thing about growing up evangelical, too, I think, right, which Mm -hmm. we can get more into. We both both grew up in quite conservative, evangelical, Midwestern, you know, church culture. And 
I think one of the out one of the side effects, <laughs> if you will, yeah. is that you're kind of naive. You kind of don't know that all these things end up being innuendos, um, you know, or could be taken the wrong way. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. And like when we used to take pictures with tongues hanging out of our mouths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like you didn't realize that that was a not nope. Didn't realize <laughs> don't do that. that. And your parents nope. didn't tell you and it came all over Facebook and it was freaking on your profile picture <laughs> and oh yeah. Can you mm, mm, nope, nope, we're not gonna go there. We're just gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Oh man. Well, so basically in short, I guess the talking blanket has traveled um back and forth in pivotal times I think I gave it to you was it when you got married yes did you get it okay yes you brought and it then mm-hmm. no go ahead well because so we both moved with each other we met in Nebraska right and we were mm-hmm. friends through middle school best best friends through middle school man lean on each other um yeah. inseparable high school, yeah high school like we kind of made some other friends the chiquitas i'm sure we'll talk about them at some point um and and then when we both moved away from nebraska around the same time actually i was in 10th grade i was 14 yep mhm mhm i remember you told everyone like at a new year's party yep. or something like that and actually like Around that time, because you had known for a while that you guys were going to move to Louisiana, and around that time, I had just found out around the time that you moved that we were going to be moving to Florida. My family was. Yeah. It was like a so, double whammy for the two Yeah, it so was. So, yeah, anyway, when you moved to Louisiana, I came down with you for like, gosh, I don't yes. know, like almost a month. It was great. Yeah. yeah. We just <laughs> um, ate a lot of good food. Oh, yes. Explored New Orleans. It was it was phenomenal. Had my first crawfish. Mm. Yep. Mm. Beignets, <laughs> all the good things. Yes. <laughs> I learned how much I loved Louisiana food, New Orleans food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I moved to Florida, you came to stay with us for a few yep. weeks. So, yeah, I think that's when you ended up bringing the talking blanket. And then, and then it would have been... I mean, did I send it to you for maybe your 18th birthday? Because it would have had to make it back to you before yes. my wedding. It was something like that. I think it mm-hmm. might have my 18th birthday or moving into my dorm room for oh, college, maybe. I mm-hmm. think it might have been that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something. And then it was for your marriage. And then you sent it to me when I moved to Colorado by myself. When yeah. I did my first solo adult move. Wow. Um, you sent it to me for that. And I still have it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, and, and then the joke of course is like, well, what's going to be the next big, you know, life milestone. Um, that's a good question because I know I'm not planning on have kids, having kids anytime soon. So you know uh, what? That's okay. You don't need to have kids. Your private <laughs> practice. You're gonna get yourself oh, a private practice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm gonna send you that, and then you can keep it over your lap while you talk to your clients. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because we could. We should definitely talk about what it was used for, right? Because yeah. It had the inside jokes on the one side, but the reason we love this blanket so much is we had to have our serious conversations underneath it when it was time to, you know, discuss the junior high drama of Joey and Jesse. Yes. <laughs> <our> two favorite <laughs> boys. Um, Last names can remain unsaid. Yeah. It's fine. 
<laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> We're still Instagram friends. Um, <laughs> just saying. But, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, but it wasn't just boys. We had lots oh, of yeah. concerns as junior hires, you know. Yes. Other and friend honestly, drama, our, mm-hmm. our self-esteem issues. Um, I don't know. Even church issues. For sure. I think we even talked about it then. Yeah. yeah. Like, honestly... I mean, I know we used to joke about how mature we thought we were and looking back, it's like, (laughs) okay, guys, but we were very, have always been pretty like philosophically minded people, Definitely, you know, so like having, absolutely having all these like philosophical, like kind of, you know, deep conversations about the world and existence. One time in particular, I remember um, is like sitting on the bench in your living room in Beaver Lake. Yep. <laughs> um, and there was a thunderstorm happening outside. And for some reason, that like image sticks out in my mind of like we were having like some really deep conversation about just like, yeah, like the existence and the meaning of life and like all this <laughs> stuff. Yeah. With with lightning in the background, lighting up the sky, you know. Which is a great way to have that conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's you know, so we still have those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Yep. So and I mean, unfortunately, not physically under the same talking blanket, but in our spirits when yes. we get down to the business of important conversations in our hearts, that's where we are. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think the last closest time I remember that was in February last year. I painted our whole house, like our living mm-hmm. room and kitchen and dining room and all that. And I was Marco Poloing for all of you who know that little yes. app. Um, Shayla and we were just going back and forth, back and forth the whole time I was painting. <laughs> and we were on fire. I yes. think that's actually where we started to get the idea of the podcast was I think after right. that particular line of conversation. We're like, Ooh, this was good. <laughs> like this is yes. a great conversation. Um, like you know, we need to actually like invite some people into this and like mm-hmm. spread this around. Um, because it was, it was like, I think that's really when we started to talk specifically, you and I, about like, our, in the broad terms, like deconstruction, like definitely. what we believed about God and about the church growing up, and like you we know, ways about that- hell trauma. That's right. Yeah. Yep. That was a big yep. one that got us in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tyranny culture, you know, yep. um, and, and the ways we read the Bible, like all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I remember I had the flu too. So it was really nice to talk with you during <laughs> that. <laughs> Which kudos to you for talking during the flu because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't talk during the flu. I think there was one point where I was like, like I couldn't talk anymore because I was coughing so much. It's yes. fine though. It was worth it. You know what? Was that the flu or was that COVID? Giant question mark. It was in February. Huge question mark. Actually, (laughs) I did get the test. It was the flu. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Like the one time I've ever gotten tested. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, The flu is rough though. It is. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess we should segue into deconstruction and sort of, um, yeah, just our evangelical upbringing and a big reason why we're doing this podcast is to kind of Mm -hmm. like talk about these issues. I think we have lots of other things on deck, but I think for the most part, it will always circle back to being an ex evangelical <laughs> and deconstruction and sort of our upbringing with that. So, yeah, uh, we were going to talk about some of our first moments of realizing 
uh, either social justice or what the hell is this church trying to tell me right now? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to go through some of these moments that you've had? Sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think back to the kind of the very first moments. I know for sure that um, there was a time when we were, well, we were both homeschooled growing up. Fun fact. That's another reason I think that we clicked and were able to spend so much time together. Um, But we had like the homeschool groups, right? And we grew up in near Bellevue so like Bellevue Nebraska there's this big Air Force offit base and um so a lot of homeschoolers you know and and a lot of evangelical conservatives yes (laughs) (laughs) and there was this well you always find those in homeschool circles let's Mm -hmm. be honest um but remember, we weren't those homeschoolers. Yeah, that's what we like to tell ourselves. But I think <laughs> exactly <laughs> looking back, we were a little bit of those. A little bit. I mean, when you knit in a hammock with your yeah. best friend for fun, I mean, you're <laughs> you're a little bit of those homeschoolers. Not that it's not enjoyable. I mean, it's great. <laughs> but you know, yeah. there's you're one step away from jean skirts. That's all. When I'm you watch, uh, like. Pride and Prejudice and Emma and (laughs) all of those pretty like frequently (laughs) it's another way to tell (laughs) absolutely absolutely when oh gosh it was something I was thinking about that was like something that McKenzie was allowed to watch that was like only acceptable because it was this it was it was um Michael Buble and it's like, wow, that is like such sexual innuendos, like listening to that now. That's like some oh, real, like, yeah. you know, get it on kind of music. And it's like, but it's okay because it's big band and we accept <laughs> yeah. that in our <laughs> Oh, so yeah. anyway, big, big group of homeschoolers in that area. And then at some point, I want to say probably when I was in eighth or ninth grade, um, they decided to split because they were having these, what we call co-op. If you're homeschooled, you know what that is. Like a group, you get together, all the moms teach something, you know, so everybody kind of gets a little dabble in everything. Um, and there was one lady who wanted to teach yoga and God forbid. <laughs> Poor lady. <laughs> Bless her heart. God forbid. Bless her heart, man. She just <laughs> wanted to spread some like, you know, energy healing, like good vibration <laughs> stuff. And they were like, no, that's hellfire. Literally um, demonic is what they thought. Demonic. Yes, Bringing yes, the demons did. to you mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. your yoga mat. Oh, man. So they decided that they were going to split off into a Christian homeschool group while the (laughs) others decided that they would stay in their own. And even though I I mean, I could probably explain why, but not in the same terms I would now. um, I was I was not happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that we walked around my house, I think, one night after youth group um for out like an hour at least while our moms talked and like talking up a storm when we got back to the house your brother Liam was like I heard you guys curse and all this stuff fun fact I never cursed until I was 23 I don't think (laughs) not in my life but but it was like I mean that's how angry I was he thought that I was cursing up a storm (laughs) and maybe Um, I was I I don't remember (laughs) no no I don't 
speak for. Um, so, so yeah, that, that definitely bothered me just because it seemed like such a double standard, you know, they were, um, I think something that's always been, which is ironic because it comes from a very evangelical foundation, but I could never understand Christians who wanted to isolate themselves from the rest of the world. Like even as far back as like in Iowa, when my dad was a preacher, um, I was like, I mean, I would have been younger than five and these people like vandalized the sign. It was called Antioch Christian church. So they took away the Ock and it was anti-Christian church. And I remember like, I asked my mom, you know, like, well, can't we just leave the sign this way? Wouldn't we like trick some people into coming to church? And like, wouldn't that be a good thing? (laughs) You know? So like in my mind, it's just why, again, why, if, if you truly believe that like you have this gospel and like you need to share it with people, why would you isolate yourself from them? Um, like when those are the people you need to be around all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now I would say more, it's like, why would you, well, one, why would you want to isolate yourself at all? But like, why can't we find the truth that exists beyond religious ba- barriers, right? Like, why can't we all kind of come together under the same, the same truth that is the universe or divinity or, or whatever. Um, and accept what's true. Conservative evangelicals would be fainting (laughs) on the ground right now. What are those words she is saying? (laughs) What is she saying? (laughs) The other day, Alexis, ah, I posted for the first time, um, God themselves, like with the them pronouns. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) Oh God. What did someone say? Oh, no one said anything. Oh, okay. I just am hoping that I fired somebody up. That's all I can say. <laughs> I hope you did too. Uh, I try as best I can to never use male language with God, but mm-hmm. it is so hard, like to this it day. Is. Um, it's so ingrained. Yeah. Which I yep. think after I mention some of my f- first social justice and uh you know what the hell's going on things i think we should also mention what our religious identity is now if yeah. such a thing exists because that will sort of clear some things right. up um mm-hmm. but i think for me i actually remembered one when you were talking about that same homeschool group and mm-hmm. it was whenever we were doing some sort of civics class in the co-op that you mentioned and this woman who shayla and i both despised at the time her name was are we talking about rebecca i will not say the last name but her name is rebecca and she was quite horrible um (laughs) she was another level of conservative evangelical homeschool (laughs) christian mom um and all those things together And she said that we should not have separation of church and state. And she was teaching us reasons why, like that there should be no separation of church and state. And I remember raising my hand and arguing the point. (laughs) Like, Yes, girl, you get it. (laughs) I did. I was like, I just remember being like this, you know, 12 year old arguing with this grown woman. And she was so angry with me. Um, She was Mm. like, I can't believe you're saying any of this. And I was just did she like, really challenge you like yes that? like yeah like I think not that I got in trouble but like it was definitely an issue but I was fine because Dang. my dad was the one who was like 
no, separation mm-hmm. of church and state should definitely exist. And yep. so I should give credit to him for why I was bold enough to argue with this grown woman. But um, beautiful. So I remember that. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that I actually took that civics class with you. No. I think that that was one of the ones that I was like doing something else. Well, good for um, you. <laughs> you I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do remember, however, taking the, oh gosh, what did they call it? Um, it was the creationism oh, yes. class we that we that did take together, together with her. Absolutely. Um, Apologetics Academy. I think that's yeah. what it was <laughs> Yes, that's what it was. Lord have mercy. Because, you know, evolution and monkeys, like, how could we believe that? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> one one death of one dinosaur completely negates the entire gospel, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, so. And I guess I'll talk about uh, my a religious sort of identity. Um, I do not really, I think at this point, I don't consider myself a Christian. Um, yeah, it just seems too loaded of a term at this point. Mm-hmm. At, you know, mm-hmm. maybe in a decade, I'll feel differently and kind of be able to bring that term back. Um, yeah. But I think for me right now, it would it feels cringy when people say that um like Mm -hmm. oh god like to me you know like oh are you christian i'm like oh yeah i don't think i can commit to that (laughs) um right it's definitely loaded absolutely so loaded so i think for me like i believe in god and uh i don't know what that term means (laughs) for sure that i think (laughs) that's why i like to say it because i think it could be energy it can be a being um i don't believe god's gendered Obviously, um, I think, I think that there is an eternal truth and I think there is Mm. a divinity in a sense. Like I think the whole like eternity is set in the hearts of men. You know, I think there's just something beyond. I don't know what that is. I don't know if there's something after death or not. Um, but I just think that we all have this energy and which can't be created or destroyed. And we all just mm-hmm. are connected together. And I think that connection together is God. So I don't know mm-hmm. if God mm-hmm. is like an outside being deity, or if it's just sort of interconnectedness of love and human life. And I'm reading this book on fungi and I'm not convinced God isn't fungi. Um, <laughs> cause like, yeah. <laughs> dude mushrooms like make not mushrooms as in like psilocybin mushrooms but like fungi uh (laughs) yeah it's pretty amazing like it's just another proof that everything is interconnected and one thing affects another and I think that that's just a proof of maybe what God is um to me personally um as far as Jesus I still I don't know I love Jesus who doesn't like Mm he 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 just had an amazing ministry and in my mind came here and was like, okay, women matter, uh, immigrants Mm. matter, (laughs) refugees matter, poor matters, uh, rich people, you need to calm the fuck down. And, uh, (laughs) that's what I think Jesus said. So if Jesus were here today, I feel like he'd be like, black lives matter, you know, transgender lives matter. Mm Mm-hmm. So who couldn't love Jesus? I love Jesus. I'm not totally sure if he actually, you know, rose from the dead and died. And, I, you know, I have really mixed feelings on any of that. But Jesus mm-hmm. as a person, you know, definitely follow him as far as his his ministry and his beliefs, which I think are, is really the only important thing. But personally. Yeah. 
Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's I, nice. I love the connection piece. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I mean, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I, because I have identified as evangelical for so much of my life, not just in like the political sense of the term, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> like the literal that like that was the purpose I I believed like mm-hmm. that that yeah. was everything. Um, I now very you know very solidly can say I'm no longer an evangelical Christian, either in the political sense as a group. Or in the technical sense, um, you know, there, there, what used to be this verse that I think haunted me for some reason, um, like in Ezekiel about if, if you say something and they don't change the blood is on their head. And if you don't say anything and they Ooh, don't change the blood is on your head, that right. Is a that haunting just passage. Yeah. And, and I think I've kind of, once I broke that down <laughs> and realized some things, it was like, Oh, that was a specific, like, prophecy from a specific person at a specific point in time. Yeah. You know, this this was for, like, those people. And there's so many different, you know, ways to interpret the prophecies. Actually, the more that I read, like, the minor prophets, um, the more I think that might be, like, my favorite specific chunk of scripture. Like, I... Mm-hmm. I really do enjoy reading those yeah. um, because there is just so much message about like, you know, loving, loving and bringing hope to like the whole world, like not just for this specific group of people, but like for everybody. Um, and, and again, not in a way that's like my responsibility, because <laughs> I think that's, that's where it broke down for me right. is like, it's not my responsibility to get anyone to heaven. I think that's kind of what I grew up with is this idea that like I, I was somehow responsible or had a part in getting someone into heaven. Right. Right. And now very much understanding if there is like a heaven and hell, you know, and I mean, I guess I do, I definitely believe in some kind of afterlife. Um, I, if we want to use the term heaven I think there is a heaven and I think um, there's going to be more reasons for people to be in there than not in there. Um, and if, if there is anyone's responsibility to, to have that happen for someone, I think it's the Holy Spirit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that's my job anymore. No. And so that was really liberating for me to realize, like, oh, like, the evangelical part. Like, I'm not here on this world to evangelize. I'm here to love people like Jesus loved people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here yes. to, you know, to embody to embody what he taught and how he lived. Like what you were saying, I watched this video earlier today, I think, and they said like the unchurched outcasts like that, or sorry, unreligious, like non-religious, like minority or, you know, whatever that, that was the group that he really spoke to, loved, encouraged, empathized with. um, And, you know, I mean, for me, I, I would now consider myself, I think for now, yeah, <laughs> right? Like it's that. always changing. It's a, yeah. It's a journey. Uh, it is, but a progressive Christian, um, probably again, if someone asked me if I'm a Christian, I'd be like, well, like I, you know, 
I have a relationship with Jesus. Like, I mean, I would probably be more likely to call myself a Christ, like a Jesus follower and not a, not a Christian per se, but because progressive is paired with, and it's become kind of this whole thing. I feel like, okay, that's true. Comfortable. Yeah. Um, and with, with some definitely like new, like dabbling in new agey type of stuff. I for sure believe in vibrations and energy. Definitely think that's a thing. Um, which like, it's funny that people automatically Mm -hmm. dismiss that kind of thing because it's so like basic. Like what, what is wrong with believing in a vibration? (laughs) Yeah, it is like, oh yeah. It's funny. Like what gets put in different boxes Mm-hmm. And it's like all of a sudden, this is a conservative box. This is a liberal box. This is a Christian box. This is a yes hippie freak box. This is a, it's like okay, okay. These some of these things can be in different boxes. People like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I could go on Absolutely. many rants about <laughs> things that shouldn't yeah. be in certain boxes, but. Yeah. Well, and it's just silly that we, I mean, that's that dichotomous thinking that yes. we have is like either things are in this category or they're in this category. And like, I think as humans, we really want to be able to categorize stuff like that. Like we really, we feel the need yeah. to, to say something is one thing or another, because that gives us like some sense of control over it. Yeah. Why would you want to do that with the divine? Like you can't do that. Right. We can't even do it with people, let alone yeah. the divine. Like, I mean, that's why so many people have hard times with non-binary or transgender or, uh-huh. or why we're so obsessed with race and, you know, all of these things is like, Absolutely. we're just so binary and it's like, no, you can be non-binary, you know, and that's completely valid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. Agree. Yeah. So, so anyway, I mean, just to say like, I still, um, believe in like a relationship with Jesus and absolutely a relationship with God or the divine. Um, but I think it's like, like I do it because I feel that it makes me a happier person. Uh, if it doesn't make someone else a happier person, okay. Like, (laughs) you know, that's, that's great. Like do what makes you do what gives you the best quality in your, in your life, you know? And if that changes for me later on, or it changes for someone else later on, that's totally okay too. Because I think we need to, we need to normalize like the fluidity of beliefs over time in our life. I really do. Yeah. That's a good, good point. I was actually Mm -hmm. having a conversation with someone about that with cancel culture um, last night, just like how cancel culture doesn't allow for people to change, which, you know, I'm not saying I'm against cancel culture totally. Um, Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like, okay, if someone said something in 1996 and they've, <laughs> you know, hugely apologized and, you know, genuinely seem like they've changed, you know, maybe if they apologize for something two weeks ago and it's half-assed on Twitter, like, you know. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, I think we all change and that should be allowed, definitely. Um, Absolutely. And even people who say, oh, the Bible's infallible and things, you know – haven't changed well they haven't really done their history homework because Uh (laughs) evangelicalism has massively changed over the last hundred you know thousand years so 
go listen to straight white american jesus yes. if you haven't mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just plug our favorite podcasts um on being is my church on being with chris <laughs> it's been my church for years now uh, straight white american yes. jesus god is gray uh god is gray yeah. that's that's my main one man i also just um discovered not too long ago i think phil driscoll uh, oh my uh, goodness he yep yeah, he actually has a network online of like people in deconstruction oh nice and i'm 100 percent on board with that yeah that's cool which i guess yeah. we should talk about um Obviously, you can tell us some of the things that we're going to talk about in the rest of our podcast. This has just been our introduction episode. But if you stick with us, we will talk about um, how we deconstructed, you know, what are some of the things that led us to change, um, how we were conservative evangelicals who genuinely thought if you voted Democrat, you couldn't be a Christian, um, and how we mm-hmm. came from that to both voting for Joe Biden um, in 2020. <laughs> and we're going to talk about... Um, climate change and sustainability in our personal lives we're gonna talk about minimalism we're gonna talk about Mm -hmm. mental health yeah mental health and we're gonna talk about why in the heck um you know we have such different views from how we grew up as far as we can see that Mm. jesus you know he was talking about the samaritan and the prostitute and the immigrant and all these things and how we got from that Jesus to most evangelicals, 81% um, voting for Trump Mm. in the 20, I mean, 2016 election. So we're going to talk about how Mm -hmm. that happened and how that happened in our own lives, how we, you know, came to realize that Jesus would have a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. And we're going to talk about feminism, my favorite topic. (laughs) I was, I was about to say, and he would have a woman up um, baseball hat like Mm -hmm. Alexis does. Amen. (laughs) my new favorite piece of clothing <laughs> um yeah so that's gonna be some of our main main things that we're gonna talk about yeah absolutely um so uh, is there anything else or does that kind of wrap up this episode for i feel today? like that kind of wraps it up i think we should let people know if they are like who in the hell is talking you can find me on instagram <laughs> uh alexis rose 95 yes. which i would love to have a new handle um that does not have my age <laughs> in it or <laughs> like a way for people to figure <laughs> out my age um but whatever yeah. true that true that yeah and i'm on instagram as shayla.leblanc1219 which 1219 is my anniversary Aww. so it's not my age but uh it's <laughs> something <laughs> That's cute. yeah um yeah and we hope that you'll join us if you know if you're still with us please subscribe um and feel free to leave us a comment because honestly that that would be the coolest thing if we got a comment i mean who knows i'd be like i know (laughs) (laughs) like this this may be like 10 years in the future that you're actually (laughs) listening to this but hey you know if you want to subscribe leave a comment if you're listening to the intro episode (laughs) We love you and we're glad you tuned in. (laughs) Definitely.